Blog Talk Radio. Hello? Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. And I just got to stop right here because I'm sure everyone heard uh, we're (laughs) playing around with getting this thing started at the same time. And and Trev just kind of chimed in there. Hey, Trev, how's it going? (laughs) I'm good. How are you, my kid? (laughs) I was like the perfect, it was the perfect beginning to the podcast. It was kind of (laughs) like, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Hello. And I'm like, like, yeah, that's kind of how I feel at the beginning of every podcast. Uh, episode myself. I couldn't say it better myself. Anyway, my name is Hakun Wong. I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And as you heard already, with me as always, is my co-host, Trevor Store, the full press coverage of Rep District. How you doing, Trev? I'm good, Hakun. How are you doing on this Tuesday evening? Uh, I am doing fantastic on this Tuesday evening. Thank you for asking, Trev. And I, I bet you that you are also feeling fantastic because I saw you tweet this out. And I had to like go check it out because you, you're so excited about it. But Lil Wayne made an announcement this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little, tell us a little bit about that. Why? You, why I mean, first tell us what it is, and then why are you so psyched about this? Well, he uh, was on tour with the Young Money reunion. That's the label of Drake, Nicki Minaj, Tyga. You remember back in the day that whole Young Money yep. wave he took over. Uh, they had a little reunion tour up in Toronto, just some town, a little way on stage, and he announced unexpectedly that the Carter Six will be coming out too. Those who don't know what that is, he has released a series of albums called The Carter. His last name is Carter, Dwayne Carter is his name. He's had five of them already, and now number six is on the way, he says. So Woo! I'm way too high because I thought he was done. I thought he was going to be a feature rapper from here on out, but now he's coming out the whole album, Carter Six. It's going to be crazy. I cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> and cannot it's, wait. Uh, it's, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's, that's pretty uh, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I, was, I, I saw that, and I'm like, what is he talking about? And I checked it out, and I said, oh, my gosh. Because quite frankly, they're not young money anymore, right? I mean, they're kind of like old money. Yeah. Right? I mean, they kind of qualify. <laughs> I don't know if they're really young money. Anymore. I mean, I get it. It's, it's, it's a name. But it's not yeah. really descriptive anymore, you know what I mean? They're, nah, you know, you call them lots of money, maybe, you know, <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, I, I just don't know if Young Money is the right, right descriptor anymore. But yeah, no, I, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. I, I saw that, and he basically kind of came out of nowhere, right? I mean, it was like literally yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm so happy for that. Well, that I think I think that there's actually a pre-order link that's already up. So, you, yeah. did you already pre-order it, or did you? Yeah, I already pre-saved it on Apple Music. I'm ready to go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice. yeah. Oh yeah. He, he did the bare minimum on the pre-order page, though. I have to tell you, it's literally like a black page that says Lil Wayne and it says new music coming soon in red regular Arial font. I'm like, yeah. come on, Lil Wayne. Come on, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure you can hire somebody to do a better job than that. I'm just saying. I know you don't need to advertise, but just a little bit of extra effort is all I'm asking for. That's all I'm saying, you know. <laughs> I, think he, I think he can do it. I think he can do it. I'm just saying. I, I trust in his creativity, you know. But that being said, I have also hit the pre-save on Spotify button. So feeling pretty good. You know, it's amazing, Trev, that like we have that. We don't have to go buy an album now. It's just pre, pre-ad, pre-save, That's and it's it. all there. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Don't, don't know what we went through when somebody was (laughs) an album, we had to wait and go to an actual store and get a physical copy of it. 
Yeah. yeah. And people would run out. You'd run yeah. out of CDs. I mean, what what's yeah. up with that? I mean, it's a piece <laughs> of plastic. Press more, guys. What the hell? You know? Yeah. I mean, that was that's insane what we had to go through. Now it's like, you know, all the youngsters out there, I mean, they're completely spoiled. Like, oh, yeah, I hit the pre-save button. I guess I'll get to hear it when it comes out because mm-hmm. it's going to be on my phone. <laughs> so, okay. Exactly. Great. Good for you. Well, anyway, I, I just thought it was pretty cool because I saw you getting excited about that. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, thanks for giving me the heads up, buddy. Anyway, <laughs> we got plenty to talk about today because we've been on a little bit of a hiatus uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I usually like to blame Trev for these things, but it's mostly my fault this time. Uh, huh? so I will take blame. I'll take blame. You know, I'm not going to throw it Trev's way. I mean, I, you, I'll, I'll blame Trev and it's his fault this time. I'll take the hit. I was actually, believe it or not, Trev, I was at Comic-Con in San oh, Diego. Wow. Yeah, that was man. That was <laughs> it was like, uh, it was ridiculous. It was so crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And a friend of mine, actually, I would never be able to get in. I don't, I don't know anybody knows this, but only one in 12 people actually get a ticket if you uh, put, in your, put in your name for a ticket. And the only way I got in is that a friend of mine had a podcast, um, not related to the football, uh, but pretty, still pretty cool. And it was popular enough that he got invited to do a panel there. So he said, he called wow. me up and was like, hey, if you want to be, be my assistant, then um, I can get you in. So, yeah, so I was just carrying his bags around. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, man, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Oh, man. But now back to reality. But the best part about back to reality is back to football because we're right around the corner. Preseason's already started. I have to admit, I even tuned in for part of that Hall of Fame game last week. Do you, do you watch any of that? Oh, yeah. For sure. I was at work, but I had it on both TVs, so... Yeah. To watch it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't care about what happened, but it was kind of cool to see guys slinging it on the field again. It was fun, you know? And it kind of mattered a little bit. Well, right. actually, it didn't matter at all. Oh, my kidding. But anyway, we got plenty to talk about today. We're previewing, as you know, everybody, we are going to conclude our preview of every division entering the preseason by discussing our thoughts on the top strengths and questions for each team in the AFC East and AFC North coming into the 2022 preseason um, and much, much more. And, <laughs> and I've already blew all this time in the beginning, so we better go ahead and get this rolling. All right, so let's start with the AFC East, shall we? And let's start with those Buffalo Bills. So um, why don't you get us kicked off here, uh, Trev? What do you think here? What's the greatest question, biggest strength? Uh, for the Buffalo Bills. And then after we're done talking about that, we'll go swing back around and talk about some fa- fantasy football targets. Um, they lost Brian Dabble. That's going to be a question to see how the offense is going to look now without his offensive mindset there. But uh, right. other than that, I don't have another question. I mean, I look for them to do the same thing they did last year. Can they get over that hump and make it to the Super Bowl is also another big question. But other than right. that, I don't think they lost anybody really on either side of the ball that's of importance of that importance. So um, I look for them to be right where they were uh, last year, right there as a Super Bowl contender, hopefully. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's one of those things where it's hard to, to bet against them because they've been so dominant in the last year or two. And particularly sure. with this current incarnation of Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, it just you feel like they were just kind of made for each other here. And, and that's kind of my kind of take on this is that, I mean, as far as question, it's can they live up to what they were before? Because – they've set the bar so high that mm-hmm. it's almost like we expect them to do well and exactly. anything less than perfection is going to be a problem. It's kind of like, you know, how we felt about the chiefs two years ago, 
you know, like for three years ago, they said they're perfection. There's no way they're going to lose a game. They lose three games, and all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, is the the the, you know, the world is coming to an end, right? We're entering yep. an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of feel like they got to live up to the hype, and that's always harder than kind of overachieving. You know, like underachieving is so much easier to do. So I, I feel like that could be a lot of pressure on them. But I do think they've done everything they need to do, right? I mean, they re-signed Stefan Diggs to a four-year, $96 million extension. On top of that, they signed targets, more targets for Josh Allen with Jameson Crowder and O.J. Howard. And I, I, I in particular think that O.J. Howard is underrated as a tight end. I think he's gotten yeah. overshadowed because he was crowded into that tight end room alongside Rob Gronkowski and Cameron Brait over in um, down in Tampa. And I, I just feel like he didn't have an opportunity to really find his space. But in Buffalo, he might have that opportunity, you know. I think there's not really – I don't see why he wouldn't have that opportunity there. And, and he was great. I think he, I thought he was going to be a standout when he came out uh, and joined the NFL. And, and I think he has another opportunity to do that here. Um, and we flip to the other side on defense, signing Von Miller, six year, $120 million contract. Um, you know, that should help avoid some shootouts as well. I mean, that was obviously one of their problems that they had a bend don't break type of defense. And, um, you know, at times it just broke. <laughs> and CEP, the game against Kansas City, right? You know, 11 yeah. seconds for the touchdown. I mean, what, what can you do about that, right? I mean, what, that's, you, you can't, you, when you have a bend, don't break defense, sometimes it will break um, because you're bending so much. So maybe that'll help a little bit. But I, I agree with you. I don't think there's many questions outside of can they live up to the hype. And as far as strength, it's everything. Everything is a strength, but certainly Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are, are a major strength as far as I'm concerned. So let's talk about some fantasy football targets. Is there anybody on the Buffalo Bills that you're looking at drafting in fantasy football this year? Isaiah McKenzie. I think he's going to have a nice little – I think he's going to take Cole Beasley's spot in Buffalo and really, and really shine at the slot and be a, a pretty decent receiver. So I'm going to Isaiah McKenzie. I love that pick. That is fantastic. Isaiah, Isaiah McKenzie. And, and, you know, it's so funny because – he, I was looking at a wide receiver as well. I think everybody knows what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about Gabriel Davis. But Isaiah McKenzie, um, looking down there, at he's going 228th overall. I mean, that is free on, on draft day. Uh, so if you want to take a, take a uh, shot at that, I love that. That's a nice deep cut right there. Um, I like Gabriel Davis. He's going 77th overall, wide receiver 33. I just think he has just a huge potential, breakout potential. I mean, we saw what he did in that massive game um, against the Chiefs, which would have gone down in history, but for the fact they lost. <laughs> you know, I always felt bad for Gabriel <laughs> Davis. Yeah. You know, he broke out, but he broke out in the wrong game, unfortunately. Um, but that being said, I, I like him at 77 overall, wide receiver 33. Hey, a couple, couple wide receivers there. Love it. Perfect. All right, let's move on to the next team on the AFC East. Let's talk about those New England Patriots. <laughs> what do you think here? Greatest strength, greatest weakness going into the preseason? Uh, the greatest strength is obviously Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, everyone talks about who's going to call plays now that Josh McDaniel's gone and who's yeah. going to do this, who's going to do that. But it's Bill Belichick, okay? So it really shouldn't be that much work. Biggest question yep. I have is what can he do with a second-year Mac Jones? Um, mm-hmm. Like, is there going to be any progress? Is it going to be the same mediocrity that we saw last season? Eight, nine-win nine. Eight, nine season again? Um, that's where I'm at with the question. So, yeah. and then uh, I guess, yeah, the strength of the Belichick and the question is Mac Jones' progress year two. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all those things. And I think that, you know, if I had to add 
another question. Actually, I have a couple more questions. What are they going to do in terms of their offensive play calling? I mean, no Josh McDaniels. We'll really get to see now what the impact of Josh McDaniels was in addition to Bill Belichick. I mean, I agree with you, Trev. Bill Belichick is the guy. He's responsible for a lot of what happens and why it takes in, in New England. But what's the impact of not having Josh McDaniels there? I think it can be significant. So um, that's a big question mark because right now we don't know who's going to be calling the plays in New England. And right. I also think that the uh, defensive secondary is a little bit of a question. But, you know, it, they don't really have a clear number one cornerback after J.C. Jackson departed in free agency. So I, I think there is a question there as well. And in a division which has the likes of Stephon Diggs and Tyreek Hill and a whole bunch of highly skilled pass catchers, you know, having solid corners is not a good thing to have. It's an absolute necessity. Um, and I'm just I'm wondering what's going to happen with regard to the Patriots secondary this year. So that's another big question for me. All right, what about fantasy football? Who on the New England Patriots, if anybody, are you targeting? Oh, man, if anybody, I guess I'll go with Kevin Bourne, wide receiver. Right. I, like, I like that. San Francisco, he's probably going to be the even number one or number two receiver right there in New England so far. So I'll go Kendrick Yeah, Bourne. I love that. And, that, and that's also almost uh, Kendrick Bourne going 251st overall, wide receiver 84. So, again, almost free. I mean, that, that's another good one there. I mean, you're, a, you're yeah. giving away – all these great, nice, <laughs> deep, house, you know, man. draft picks. I love it. I mean, that's, 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 I love that. Uh, I am going to uh, pick Ramondre Stevenson. I think that he has nice. some serious potential here to kind of pick up some of that receiving um, back work that's, you know, always been very productive in New England. White has an injury, so it's possible that he might not be able to play, and we don't know when he's going to get back. I, I feel like Ramondre Stevenson showed us a lot. Last year, he had a very successful rookie season. Um, it just, you know, no, it was it was successful, but it wasn't flashy, but it still earned top grades across the board um, in terms of uh, pro fantasy focus. I mean, they gave him the third highest graded uh, running back, even though he was not even the primary running back. You know, he had the right. he was a thir- 13th in rushing yards and yards per route run. Um, I mean, he had a lot of these kind of like obscure but important aspects of his game that really made the team better. And I think the ceiling is definitely there for Stevenson. So um, if you need a running back, and particularly in PPR leagues, he's going 108th overall, running back 39. I think that's a really good deal for a guy you could probably start at your flex, maybe even elevate to your second running back position in PPR leagues. So Ramondre Stevenson is the guy I am going with. But I love Kendrick Bourne as well. Both of those guys worth picking. All right, let's turn to the Miami Dolphins. Okay, so tell me what do you think here? Greatest strength and greatest question for the Miami Dolphins entering the preseason. I think their greatest strength is them going out and getting Mike McDaniels as head coach. I mm-hmm. think he that was, that was a great move, great offensive mind. You saw what he did with the Jimmy G and Devo Samuel in San Francisco. Um, biggest question, so he'll he'll be ready. So to piggyback on that, he'll know how to scheme this offensive weaponry that right. he has, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and Mike yeah. and Tua yep. and whoever the running back is. But the biggest question is Tua. Tua T. I can never say his last name, so I'm calling Tua T. <laughs> uh, that's yes. the biggest question. Last year, I know he was, well, year before or whatever, Brian Fitzpatrick kind of took his spot, and he, you know, his back and forth battle with that. And then last year, maybe that was, no, that was the year before last. And last year he had, you know, a 9-8 and eight okay. season, but he still yeah. had some ups and downs because we're still questioning for his third season if, this, if he's the guy or not. So I think now that he has all the weapons around him that he should that he needs to have to, to be successful. There's no way he should fail, but the biggest question is, can Tua utilize the weapons that he has and be successful? 
Yeah, right. And I think I think that is a huge question if uh, Tua Tagovailoa <laughs> is going to actually take that next step or not. But, um, you know, it's interesting because of all the AFC East teams, I think the Dolphins really did the most significant work improving their team in the offseason. I mean, offensively, they added tackle Teron Armstead. They added wideout Cedric Wilson. They added running backs Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, and Sony Michelle. And they also traded, obviously, we've all talked about this millions of times, they also traded for star receiver Tyreek Hill. Add that up with Jalen Waddell, as you mentioned, Mike Gusecki, as you mentioned. That's a ridiculously solid, fast set yes. of receivers for Tua. And if he can't make it work with them, then he can't make it work with anybody. That, that's exactly. my, I think that's my, where I'm at right now. And, and, that, and you are absolutely right. Their strength is everybody but Tua. <laughs> and their question is Tua. <laughs> and that's, that's basically it. You know, um, you drop in, I mean, honestly, you drop in any really, you know, solid game managing quarterback and you probably would knock it out of the park in Miami. Um, mm-hmm. And I just don't know if Tua is even that at this point. So we'll see. We'll see. On defense, they also resigned um, uh, Emmanuel Ogba uh, to a four year, yeah. 65.4 million deal. That's, that's big. And also got back cornerback Davian Howard uh, to a new five year contract with 90 million. So the defense remains basically in a good place where it was before. So I'm not super worried about that. Uh, I'm more worried about what's going to happen to Tua. Let's talk about some fantasy football. Who, if anybody, are you targeting on the Miami Dolphins? I mean, I like Mike Gusecki at tight end. He's a nice compliment tight end. Um, mm-hmm. I think sleeper when it comes to that position. He has great hands. He didn't have his stats were eye popping, but if you watch tape, he's actually a really good tight end. So I, I like yeah. Mike Gusecki. Football. Oh, yeah, I love it. If all the big-name tight ends are gone, go ahead and get Mike Gusecki. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think that, I mean, obviously, um, Jalen Waddell was basically sucking in balls left and right all year last year. But, I mean, yeah. he was he was quietly very effective. Uh, you know, 112 targets, 780 yards. I mean, very, very quietly, very productive. And he could be even more productive in that offense of people kind of rolling a secondary coverage towards Tyreek Hill. Uh, so I love that he's going 110th overall as tight end 11, tight end 11. So I think there is some good value to be had there. Uh, so certainly um, I like that pick a lot. Now I'm going to go and, and talk about the other side of this. I'm going to go with Chase Edmonds. I think that Chase Edmonds was kind of overshadowed by Connor when he was in Arizona, but he has the potential to be a most of the down back, right? I'm not going to say every down back because he didn't quite live up to that when he had the opportunity in Arizona, but he can be an almost, he can be almost every down back. And I think he can be very effective in the passing game as well. He is going 93rd overall running back 34. I think there's some potential to be had there. And I think that Miami Dolphins, um, you know, deep uh, offense is going to be very dynamic as long as Tua can get the ball out of his hand. One thing that helps Tua is that he has one of the fastest releases of, uh, of any quarterback in the NFL. So um, if he's going to be dumping the ball off, Chase Edmonds, why not? And, and, and Gusecki and Mike Gusecki, both, right? So I think that there's some potential for both of those guys. All right, let's get to the last FC East team, and that's the New York Jets. Tell us, what do you think are the greatest strength and greatest question for the New York Jets entering the preseason? I really don't know what their strength would be. I just think that <laughs> – I legit think they're going to be the Detroit Lions of this past season. You know, exciting to watch, explosive, fun to watch, hanging there to the end, but somehow find a way to lose. But <laughs> right. right there at the end, you know, to be like, you know, exciting and, and actually a contender in most of these games. Uh, question is, can Zach Wilson 
be the offensive weapon that he was at BYU, dropping bombs here and there everywhere. Yeah. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and receivers yeah. there too. And then you got Michael Carter, one of the one of the half of the duo from North Carolina running back tandem. Yep. Michael, uh, Michael Williams, Jamal Williams, so, uh, or whatever his name is. I forgot Michael Williams. Anyways. <laughs> so <biggest laughs> that guy. Is, can they win games with Robert Sala, a defensive-headed, defensive-minded head coach? Can they win the games that count the most in that division? That's the biggest yeah. question. With all this offensive weaponry that they gave Zach Wilson, can they? Can the result of the explosion and excitement result in Ws? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be something. It's going to be interesting to see. I, I do think that um, the general, that GM Joe Douglas uh, of the New York Jets, did do a good job, kind of oh, building yeah. on the foundation for the Jets. I mean, he did the best job he could, and they mm-hmm. did a, a relatively solid, I would say, really strong job in the draft. I mean, they got uh, Sauce Gardner. I mean, standout cornerback in the first round, and then turned around as you mentioned, they got Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver first round um, from Ohio State. So that those two obviously shore up both sides of the ball right off the bat. And then they piled on via trades with uh, Jermaine Johnson uh, the yeah. guy, and Brees Hall, the running back, and tight end Jeremy Ruckert as well, all in the first two days of the draft. All three of those guys, I think, are immediate starters. And I think yeah. they uh, really bring some dy- dynamic energy to the New York Jets. The problem is that they have almost too much dynamic energy. They're all youngsters, dude. I mean, exactly. I the average age of the New York Jets must be like 12. I mean, it's yeah. like insane how young they are, you know? Yeah, I, so I don't know if they can ride the rides in Disney World yet, you know? I'm just, I'm just right. it's crazy. They, I don't think they all can drink, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just, at least legally. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, just saying, they're so young. And Zach Wilson, obviously very young as well. And, and, and I agree. The big question is what is going to happen to Zach Wilson? I mean, is he going to make that step in his second year? and prove that he can be that guy because he didn't really do much in my opinion to prove he can be that guy in the first year. He looked like he was lost all the time and he was making lots of bad decisions. He had an arm. He certainly had an arm, but most of the time it was like a chuck and duck, you know, and it does not, that does not work well um, when you're throwing to the likes of the folks on the New York Jets. So uh, you know, maybe that changes, maybe not. I think one important addition is they signed veteran tight end CJ Uzuma, Uzuma from, uh, nice. from Cincinnati. You know, yeah. he was actually really instrumental in supporting the rise of Joe Burrow. I think we don't give him enough credit for what he did there as a veteran presence and being somebody who was, you know, he really did support Joe Burrow from a perspective mentally as well as on the field. So I think that he can have a similar impact on Wilson. Wilson, you know, obviously needs to take a couple steps forward and maybe some quick maturity in a draft class. And the Jets may surprise a few people, but I am not holding my breath. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. All right, let's talk about fantasy football. Anybody in fantasy football you're targeting on the New York Jets? Oh, man, this is tough. I do like <laughs> the running back from North Carolina. I do like him. Mike I do Carter. think, yeah, Mike Carter, the running back. Yep. That's my favorite. Yep, I'm well, going 104 overall. He, he definitely showed flashes last year. I love that. Our running back 38, so certainly can be had late in drafts. And uh, ostensibly a running back one. I mean, we don't really have a clear picture of what they're doing there right now, but mm-hmm. ostensibly a running back one. You know, I, I think that there is certainly some some potential there. I, I actually, you know, it's funny because I'm probably buying into the hype too much, but I really love Brees Hall, you know? I really do, and I really like the, the, all the upside he brings. And, and maybe it's just because it's the new toy, you know, like, oh, it's Brees Hall. They got a new guy back there. I really right. like him. Unfortunately, he's being drafted way too high. He's being drafted 51st overall, running back 24. It's just too high for a guy that we, you know, is a rookie. 
he's going into an offense that we don't really have a lot of good, we'd have a lot of questions about. So I, I'm like you prefer to go Michael Carter on that. I do don't, I don't mind though taking a swing at a rookie wide receiver because I think they tend to, uh, you know, get into the game much faster, much quicker, much more dynamically. I mean, look at like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I mean, so Garrett Wilson at 122nd overall, I like him wide receiver 49. So I think he could be a decent, um, you know, lottery ticket. You get him. He may be a wide receiver one for the rest of the season. Who knows uh, if he can sync up with, uh, with, with Zach Wilson. All right. So there we go. That is the AFC East. I'm going to hit the boxing bell on that so we can move over to the other side of this. And let's talk about the AFC North. Let's talk about those Cincinnati Bengals coming Mm -hmm. off the back of an impressive run to the Super Bowl. What do you think? What's the biggest question and what's the biggest strength of the Cincinnati Bengals? Biggest question is, can they do it again? Can they even get, can they go back not only to the Super Bowl, but at least make the playoffs? Because, you know, it's really hard to repeat and hard to even get that far again two years in Mm -hmm. a row, unless you're Tom Brady. So, unfortunately, (laughs) literally, (laughs) Um, that's the biggest question. Can they do it again? Biggest strength, I think, would be obviously Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase combined as one. That connection is just ridiculous. Um, they're very explosive. Jamar Chase is probably one of the best receivers in the league. Not oh, yeah. being with that like that way, but um, yeah. Biggest question yeah. is they repeat strength. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase combined as one. No, I, I totally, I totally agree with that. And I, I think I will go even one step further. I'll say their entire offense is their strength because it's not only Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, who I agree is kind of the uh, core there that's just going to blast people out of the into the stratosphere, but Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins. I mean, those guys are legit wide receivers that are just the dynamic in and of themselves. Uh, I think people forget how good T. Higgins was, you know, <laughs> and how much yeah. of a big deal he was when he joined the team because he got overshadowed by Jamar Chase, um, you know, w- for good reason. Jamar Chase is on another level. But that being said, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, both fantastic wide receivers. And then Joe Mixon. I think he doesn't – we don't give him enough uh, due because he, he's kind of grinding it out there on the ground. Um, and he's not as you know dynamic as we like to see from from running backs, but he gets it done. You know, he gets it done. And so you, you to put in Mixon and you to throw those guys together. I think their entire offense is really their um, the positive there. You know, their strength. And then they even they even signed more to their offensive line. They got because their offensive line was terrible last year. I mean, oh, Joe Burrow made things happen out of thin air. They signed um, guard Alex Kappa to a four-year, thirty-five million dollar deal. They signed uh, offensive linemen Ted Karras and Leo Collins. So they really tried to strengthen up their uh, offensive line. So I agree that it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if they can do uh, repeat again. I will say uh, my my concern is the same concern I have with other teams. Their major weakness that I'm worried about is cornerback. Uh, they still have Eli Apple, um, and they drafted Cam Taylor Britt, but they really don't have anybody else. And I'm a little bit concerned about what's happening in the cornerback there because you know we saw that's why they lost the Super Bowl, right? I mean it wasn't. You, you can't really put that at the foot of Joe Burrow or nice. Jamar Chase or anybody in offense. I mean, they, they did their job, but, you know, the, the Rams stepped up on defense. But the defense let them down at the end, and that is going to be a problem again in a pass-happy league. So I'm a little bit concerned about that from a weakness standpoint. So tell us, what about fantasy football here? Who do you like on the Cincinnati Bengals? Ooh, I'm going to stick with what you said earlier and go T. Higgins. I'm going to go T. Higgins. Yeah, I love it. There I you like go. That. Yeah, because Jamar Chase is going ninth overall, so that's yeah. really high. So you really have to invest a lot to get him. T. Higgins yeah. going 32nd overall and wide receiver 12, and he gives you wide receiver one upside is the way I see it. And, and you know, if you can take him there, 
uh, I think you take him, you know, because that's going to be a high-powered offense. And don't don't be fooled by this. Every other team saw what we saw, right? They're going to say, Jamar Chase, roll safety coverage over to that guy. And that means nobody's going to be double-teaming T. Higgins, and that is going to be a mistake. That's the way I see it. So mm-hmm. I love that. I, I also don't even mind going de- digging deeper and going Tyler Boyd. He's going 123rd overall, wide receiver 50. So you get him for a song and near the end, and I, I love that. Um, as well. And if you really want to take a deep swing here, no more CJ Azuma, but they got Hayden Hurst. And Hayden Hurst, oh. I don't know if people remember that two years ago, we were all excited about Hayden Hurst, and then we just yeah. kind of forgot about him. He's over there now. He's going 198th overall, tight end 23. So if you miss out on all the top guys and want to get a couple options for week to week, play the matchups, Hayden Hurst, why not? You know, give it a shot. 198, he's basically free at the end of drafts. All right, let's go to the next one. The Baltimore Ravens. Tell us, what do you think? Greatest strength, greatest question for the Baltimore Ravens. Greatest strength is Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. that's a no-brainer. That's their greatest strength. Uh, biggest question is, is he going to get that long-term deal done? But aside yep. of the financial off-the-field stuff, I think their biggest question is, um, what's their offense going to do? Who's he going to throw yeah. the ball What's it going to look like? I know J.K. Dobbins is, look, Dobbins is looking to come back. Gus Edwards is still on the tough list. He's looking to come back. So we'll have his running backs back. But it's like wide receiver all he has is Mark Andrews. I mean, pass catch all he has is Mark Andrews. Uh, right. On. Yep. Um, so that's the biggest question. How is the offense going to move through the air? Because we can we know it can move by by the feet on the ground. So. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I don't know what they're going to do um, in terms of the passing game. Because you're right, Mark Andrews is the man, but then what? I mean, Rashad yeah. Bateman is the only he's the last man standing, basically. He's uh, essentially the wide receiver one, but like I, I don't know if I have a lot of faith in that. And what's interesting to me is that Lamar Jackson in his rookie year, he ran the ball like 60% of the time, right? And he was effective doing that. That's fine. I understand. You're new to the NFL and you feel comfortable doing that, and you're fast, and he was, he was really good at reading the field when it comes to running the ball. You can't do that forever, so he then switched over and then developed a really good arm you know, in the, you know, on the move. And I thought, wow, this guy's really good. He even had a little bit of a sidearm going at, at times that kind of reminded me of what you know, Patrick Mahomes was doing. I'm like, wow, he's really – and then he took a step back, and he's now kind of running more again but not really making super accurate passes. And I'm trying to wonder – I'm just starting to wonder, what's happening? Is it – him or is it his receiving options because um, they're really not doing a lot to give him support I think this is going to be a run first team and everything is going to go through the ground game and I think J.K. Dobbins obviously will be a part of that Um, and Lamar Jackson running the ball is going to be a part of that and we're probably going to see you know Gus Edwards pop up at some point maybe even Mike Davis I mean I I think there's going to be a lot of just running the ball (laughs) and it's going to be a lot of old school smash mouth, run the ball, football. So I, I agree. That's a big question for me. I don't know what's going to happen in terms of their offense. I think that's going to be a problem. I am really excited to see the young safety duo of rookie Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams. Um, yeah. It's going to be such a nightmare for quarterbacks. I, I, I'm going to really be excited to see how that plays out on defense. So, um, but, you know, their front seven, it has some issues. So that there's <laughs> – I don't know how that's going to work out in terms of defense either. So there's definitely some questions um, to me on the front seven, not, not so much in their safety or safety uh, or their secondary, but in their front seven. So we'll see what happens there. Anybody you're targeting in Baltimore? Wow. <laughs> yeah. This, this one's a uh, tough one. 
for fantasy, you know, it's just not. That's for J.K. Dobbins. When that man's healthy, he's actually really dynamic with the ball as a pass catching running back out of the backfield. Yeah. He's a stumpy guy. I like them in Ohio State coming out too. So I'm going to go with J.K. Dobbins if I have to pick one. Why not? Yeah, I love it. And he's uh, going 50th overall, running back 23. Um, you know, it's funny because I was trying to look for somebody deep that I would go for, and I just don't have enough confidence that there's anybody deep that I'd want. You know, I guess uh, at this mm-hmm. point, I, I have to agree with you. I guess, you know, J.K. Dobbins makes sense. Other than that, you, you go with the usual suspects, Mark Andrews, and you go with, um, you know, Jamar, uh, Lamar Jackson. But yeah. I just don't see anybody else I, I want right now. I, I just don't think it's worth taking a risk on um on anybody <laughs> in the team at this point so let's turn to another questionable team and they're going to get more questionable as we go the pittsburgh steelers yes so what are your uh, thoughts here biggest question biggest strength uh biggest strength is i don't know man probably <laughs> mike tomlin <laughs> i mean their yeah. defense is okay but not really um Biggest question is, can Mitch Trubisky be the guy that they went yeah. out and got? Or is it going to be Kyle Pickett? Um, yeah, or Kenny Pickett, yeah. And taking over and being a hometown kid and taking the reins. So, um, that's yeah. A hard it's going to be it's tough. tough. Big Ben's uh, big shoes to fill. Yep. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how the offense looks with a more dynamic and not much of a statue quarterback than yep. was. I think that I think that Najee Harris is going to get a big bump this year because, you know, when you're when you don't have an offense, you are feel comfortable with, you're going to run the ball or you're going to do, you know, just you're going to do a lot of stuff. You're going to dump off the ball. And we know Najee Harris can catch the ball. We know he's fast. Um, I, I feel like he's going to get a big bump this year in terms of usage, uh, regardless of who the quarterback is. I mean, if it's Mitchell Trubisky, we already know the foibles of Mitchell Trubisky. If it's Mason Rudolph, you know, good luck to you, buddies. If it's Kenny Pickett, he's a he's, you know he's a rookie. He's gonna need time to get up to speed. I think their best friends, all their best friends, will be Najee Harris. Um, so I think he's gonna get a big bump up this year. I think when it comes to the wide receivers, I mean, you, you got Deontay Johnson, um, you got Chase Claypool there still. You got rookie George Perkin Pickens. Um, so there certainly is some options there, but their offensive line is a disaster. I mean, it is, it was bottom five last year. They did basically nothing to shore that up. I mean, I, I feel bad for whoever they put under center there. Cause he's going to be running for his life a lot, which is why I think it's just going to be the Najee Harris show <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, and that's not, not going to be great. Not going to be great for everybody. Let's talk about uh, fantasy football. Obviously I'm looking at Najee Harris and he's going seventh yeah. overall, but look, anybody else that you're thinking about in outside of Najee Harris? Maybe Deontay, like a few maybe five, Deontay Johnson, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to go with you, Najee Harris. I was going to go with him before I heard it was your pick, so. Yeah, no, I, I had to say it first because I didn't think, <laughs> I didn't know who else we would go with. I mean, Deontay Johnson, obviously, I mean, he does, it's so quarterback dependent, and he's going 41st overall, wide receiver 15. That's right because he's such a, he has, a, he's a great, highly skilled wide receiver. I just don't know if anybody's going to get him the ball. That's, that's right. my concern. And, and that's going to be a major problem, right? I mean, he can't, as, as, uh, as we were told when, uh, the, uh, when the New England Patriots lost in, uh, I can't remember if it was the Super Bowl or what it was, where, they, uh, where, where it was said that, um, you know, he can't throw and catch the ball. Um, that's absolutely true, you know, and it's true for wide receivers too. 
So there's that. So I don't know who else I go for. I mean, I like Pat Fryermuth, their tight end. I just don't think he's going to be that productive in terms of racking up points for you in fantasy. Um, so let's go ahead and turn to the last team here. And this is another one of those, oh, boy, Cleveland Browns. Here Ooh. we are. Let's talk about the Browns. So what, what do you think here? Greatest strength, greatest question. I think we all have the same question, but go ahead. question is, what the hell was Cleveland thinking? <laughs> This off season. That's, I'm just gonna leave it there. Just gonna leave yeah. it there. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that being totally said, true. That's the question. And the biggest yeah. strength I think will have to be. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The biggest strength. Um, I like their run game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But Kareem Hunt wants out of there. So and they're not gonna grant that wish for him. So I think that he's gonna ball out for them this year and earn his way out. Yeah. Um, and then of course Miles Garrett. So you can kind of you kind of can put those two in one is the Miles Garrett factor on defense, and then the running running game factor on offense. Other than that, I really don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, no, I totally, I uh, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, you know, if you add Deshaun Watson in, and we already know he's gonna miss at least six games, and with the NFL appealing, and maybe more, you know, mm-hmm. then then uh, if, if you have Deshaun Watson in, then it looks like a really solid offense, right? Like you said, Nick Chubb, obviously one of the best rushers in the league in terms of pass catchers. Um, they got Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's kind of had a little bit of a breakout. I like David Joku. Joku, I think, I think that he has a lot of potential as well. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's, there's a lot there to build on, but then you take Deshaun Watson out and it's Jacoby Brissett. And, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, that's not great. Yeah. I mean, he has a 18 to 6 touchdown to interception ratio. So, you know, it's not like he's, I don't know. I'm not, I just, I'm not sold on him being a real starting quarterback. He's a great, he's a great backup. Um, it's a huge step down from Deshaun Watson. And, and like yeah. you said, what were they thinking? You know, what were they thinking? Uh, crazy, crazy. Um, but you're right. On defense, Miles Garrett arguably the scariest pass rusher in the entire league and Jadavian Clowney. Um, you know, it's that, that's, that's yeah. pretty good. And then the linebacker core, they got, you know, Jeremiah, Awusu, Karamoa, um, like had a that. great rookie season, great rookie season. Uh, so, you know, I, I think there's uh there's so much potential there on defense as well. So they really kicked them. They really shot themselves in the foot. Um, you know, yeah, by, by by what they did with Sean Watson and and everything, so it is what it is. Let's talk about the fantasy football perspective. Is there anybody on the Cleveland Browns looking at from the fantasy football perspective? Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Yes, uh, I'm gonna be basic and just say Amari Cooper. I mean, they're gonna have to throw the ball at some point in the game. They can't just run down the throws yeah. all game long stuff. So. I'm going to Mark. Yeah. Going 57th overall, wide receiver 22, and I do think there's some good value there. I mean, Deshaun Watson's in. You know, let's, let's put all the let's put all the off um, field stuff on, on the side and just talk about football here. If Deshaun Watson's in, uh, Amari Cooper is a steal at 57. Oh overall. yeah, for sure. I mean that that's that's even if he if Deshaun Watson is out for only six games then I would still love Amari Cooper at 57th overall because he's still going to have plenty of targets from Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he may not be as productive as you want him to be, but for the, you know, the last two thirds of the season, he's going to be, he's going to be amazing. I think it's just going to be, a, it's going to be a great match. 
So um, I agree with that. I like that a lot. I mean, obviously, everyone's going to say Nick Chubb. He's going basically in the second round. I think there's, as you said, I'm going to key off what you said here, Trev. Kareem Hunt, he's going 78th overall. He's been very, very usable in fantasy as a running back two or flex, uh, particularly in PPR. And he's going 78th overall, running back 29. And like you said, he might ball out and then, you know, try to find another place to go next year. Um, Why not? Take a shot. I mean, particularly with Deshaun Watson out for at least six games, they're going to be run heavy. Nick Chubb will be splitting carries to some extent with Kareem Hunt. That's that's the way they've been using him. So I think that's a really – that could be something big. I think that could be really interesting to see how um, Kareem Hunt will be continue to be used in uh, Cleveland. And that – Brings us, believe it or not, to the end of the show. <laughs> I'm gonna hit the air horn on the end of the show, and look at that, man! We managed to cover every division in the NFL entering into the preseason. Congratulations to us, man! Just yes, congratulations sir. to us. I really do feel like we got a little bit of cheering. Yeah, because we 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 deserve it because we definitely uh, did an amazing job hitting all that in such a small amount of time. You guys are welcome. You guys are absolutely welcome. All right. So, Trev, why don't you give us your social media so people can follow you? I'm on Twitter, at TrevHTTC, AOC the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm part of Football Garbage Time podcast, which you're listening yes, to right sir. now. Breath of the District podcast with Nathan and the Stoner. There is, and also full press coverage, which I'm about to go hop on here. momentarily. Go so, like, it's, I'm everywhere. It's going to be crazy, crazy season this season, but I'm yeah, here. Everywhere. I th- I've heard a rumor, Trev. That yes. you're even on Lil Wayne's new album. Is that true? Are you on Lil I, Wayne's I, new album? I'm not I think allowed that's true. to comment on that right now. You have to reach out <laughs> to my agent for that. Um, I can't speak on that matter. But, okay. Okay. Play close to the zone. <laughs> gotta go pick it. Just gotta, everybody go reserve the album and find out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I swear, I'm going to listen to the entire album very carefully and just wait for someone to say, Hello? And I'm going to be like, yeah. that's Trev. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. All right. It's going to be so much fun. I'm, uh, anyway, you can find me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time and on Facebook at the Football Garbage Time page. And as always, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL season. Good night, guys.